Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome to the Abroad Japan podcast, probably the best way of learning about life in Japan without actually being in Japan. I'm your host, Chris Broad, and we're joined, as always, by England's top Japan enthusiast, whose face you'll finally see if you're watching on YouTube, Mr. Pete Donaldson III. Pete, how the devil are you doing? Are you as nervous as I am about taking the podcast to YouTube? I love that we've been doing this podcast for five long years. Arduous, stressful years, uh, but for the first time, you can see this podcast in full HD on that there YouTube. And uh, Chris has got incredibly <laughs> nervous, incredibly worried nervous. about what people will think. We've been doing this for five years. We've been spaffing out a lot of nonsense for five years, and you suddenly seem very concerned about the content of the podcast. <laughs> I love it. I love. I love seeing you on the back foot, Chris. I love it. Well, it's because the podcast, because it's like audio only, right? And most yeah. folks don't understand how podcasts work. I didn't know how to listen to podcasts before I did it. Mm. I, it's like a little secret room that we have at the back of a shop. <laughs> and we, Come on in, we'll tell you about things. And now it's on YouTube. It's like we've opened a new store yeah. and anyone can come in. And more worryingly, people can see... The, just all the food and Ooh. drink that I consume <laughs> while I do the podcast, right? Because we always talk about, like, oh, Chris, what are you drinking? What are you eating? Yeah. Now you can see. You can see the energy jelly. You can see the iced coffee. You can yeah. see the half-consumed Picari sweat bottle and this. Pete thought this was medicine. This is uh, the Porbitan B, sorry, D. Right. And it's kind of like it's in a medi- medicinal bottle, right? Mm. And it's just, like, Red Bull on steroids. It's got oh, nicotine. That's right. I, I thought you'd. I thought you'd. Uh, I thought you'd uh, got into what is it? The rappers drink purple drank where they uh, where they mix cough syrup with um, with like Johnny Ranchers <laughs> and stuff. <laughs> it sounds like uh, the Flaming Homer out of Simpsons. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's weird, man. <laughs> it's weird to be here and and doing this. Um, I realise a lot of you are going to be listening to this anyway, mm. normally, um, but you can check us out on YouTube, Abroad in Japan podcast YouTube channel. A lot of time went into thinking up that name. Yeah. As you you can tell. Yeah. Um, but I'm here. It's kind of cool. We're doing this in the brand new studio that literally just opened uh, two or three days ago. And as you can see, it looks pretty much the same. Um, it's pretty much the same, except at the back. Instead of the Blade Runner projection, the electronic store's there now. And it yes. feels a bit bigger and weightier, right? So it's, what do you think? So you're the person who's uh, hoarding all those uh, cathode ray tube televisions that are just so expensive <laughs> these days. You're, you're the one that's riding up the prices for crying out loud. I'm, I'm, I've also got a television behind me, uh, and one... Showing off. I'm, I'll probably just turn off, because it uh, doesn't seem to be doing anything at the moment. That's the thing with, like, old sort of 70s, 80s tech. 
Um, it's it's lovely to look at. You know, it takes you back to a more innocent times, but uh, it, it's very hard to get working <laughs> in, in mm. 2023. It's well, difficult. I mean, there's one, two, three, four. There's six TVs over there. Mm. Only three of them work. I yeah. think one of them, American Pete broke, uh, like, two years ago when I first opened the studio. Welcome. I let Pete in, right, which he should never do. And he was like, <laughs> oh, my God, a snares. And he, like, he went in the electronics store. He pulled some cables, and then three of the TVs just never came back on. Oh, dear. So I'm not letting him in this studio. He's not coming in uh, well, I mean, this time. I am going to be visiting uh, Japan pretty shortly, and uh, I'll have to sneak in. Maybe I can get one of the tellies working, because I've become very good at this sort of thing. Uh, in a very short period of time because I had to because I'm alone and I don't have any help. Oh, <laughs> oh. I mean, you come in. There's, there's also a um, a big 1970s TV. Obviously, um, if you are watching this, guys, uh, mm. you haven't seen the other side of the studio yet. Uh, it is spectacular. And I was going to do the podcast over there, but it's all a bit of a mess. Lots of cables and mm. things. I figured, like, maybe I'll start this this whole month. We'll just do it like this in this room, yeah. and then maybe we'll move over there next time. But uh, it's also because it's like an enclosed room set the air conditioning doesn't get in and it turns into like an oven which is one major flaw in the height of summer <laughs> having a set like a 1970s house the, the great thing about japan is that like most of it is um, very well air conditioned but it's just those pockets mm. where you actually have to get out in the streets at, at times it's so goddamn close is the word i'd use just very very close hot <laughs> Humid weather. How British are you? I Talking know. about the weather. Talking about, the about weather. a little bit of rain. I've got to fly back to the UK in a few days, <laughs> and uh, there's like a typhoon coming, mm. so the plane will just get like blown out the sky. And you're worried about eight days of rain. I am. Yeah. Get out. I am. Get I out. Like it. Honestly. But uh, seriously, guys, really exciting to be here on YouTube. Yep. I looked this up earlier because I don't know the stats. We've done 445 episodes. Oh wow. Of the Born Japan podcast. Isn't that so, insane? So we're coming up to our 500th. And I, I, I presume I've probably deleted a few by accident when I've been uploaded <laughs> a new one. So, uh, yeah, that's amazing. So we're cr coming up to our 500th anniversary. Brilliant. Absolutely. And, uh, yeah. you know, I think, I think we're about to get a few new listeners who don't know anything about the podcast. Mm. We do have a little bit of a format. It isn't just too annoying white guys turn up and chat about well, shit. There is a... Well... Well, uh, well right. that's... I mean, A, that's the formula <laughs> of most podcasts, and this is a rather successful one. <laughs> I don't know about that, but we, the format is Pete and I catch up. Pete talks about the weather. Yeah. I talk about how I've eaten some cheese, fucking chicken and cheese, <laughs> falling down cheese. the stairs. <laughs> then we, uh, after a brief catch up, we have Story of the Week, where we read out a story sent in by you guys, mm. usually something crazy and horrendous. <laughs> then we have the News of the Week, we talk about uh, current affairs and things going on here yeah. in Japan. And then sometimes, if you're lucky, you might get Speedy Japanese, where we teach Pete some Japanese mm. skills. And because he's coming to Japan in just a few weeks' time, for the first time in three and a half years, mm. he might need all the Japanese he can get. And we yeah. finish things off with three questions from the fax machine. And I do actually have a fax machine that I should try and dig out because now we can physically yes, have it. Yes, you can and turn it on. we print it off. We could do it. A <laughs> lot of effort though, isn't it? It is a lot think, of effort. I don't think we'll do that. Yeah, yeah. Let, effort. Let, let's make it very clear, this ain't going to happen. <laughs> but you do have a fax machine. I'm very proud no. of you. It's not going to happen. No. But uh, yeah, a bit, of a bit of a wild week. But uh, <laughs> I've, uh, the book's just come out as well. Yeah. So really bundling a lot of things into a very short space of time here. Podcast launches on YouTube, Ooh. book launches. There's, there's quite, a few, uh, quite a few people sort of message me uh, with pictures of their pre-order of the Abroad Japan book mm. saying I'm supporting the podcast. I was like, 
This isn't supporting the podcast. <laughs> this is Pete's not even in it. I'm not even in it. The, the, I'm not even mentioned. The uh, yeah, this isn't supporting the podcast. This is supporting Christopher's no. Uh, no. attempts to become a, a top ten bestseller. <laughs> Sunday Times bestseller. It's happening. Yeah. It's going to happen. happen. We find out in like a week. It's nice. going to be quite. I'm genuinely like, like nervous because I really want that. There's, I'm not going to write another book again. Let's face it. Right. Unless it's like. 100 Things You Shouldn't Do in Japan. Could be a good book, to be fair. Show me the money, but, Penguin. That's what I'd be saying. Yeah. Show me that if you want another one well. and it's successful, <laughs> you show me the bloody money. <laughs> but if it, if it sells well, they might be back. Yeah. I'm under the same publisher. It's got Penguin, then there's Transworld. And mm. I, I, they publish, you know, your favourites, like your, your Prince Harry book and your Richard Dawkins books, mm. and then Abroad in Japan. Bit of a step <laughs> down. big ones. Actually, I, I don't know. I think, uh, no, I'm not as good as Richard Dawkins. I'm not, no. <laughs> Prince Harry, don't Prince know. Harry. But anyway, yeah. let's not go there. But <laughs> but uh, it's uh, yeah, it's kind of nerve wracking because only one shot at the Sunday Times bestseller title. Mm. Really. It's 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 the first two weeks of when a book is launched, and then all the pre-orders. So if I haven't got it, I'm fucked. I'll never be a bestseller, and my dream is dead in the water. And I'll have to write another sh- book. I'm sure you've shifted a few copies. Uh, I've uh, I I know of at least three copies that have been sold. Fantastic. And I got a freebie, so. <laughs> you did. You should have bought one. Should have, should have, should have helped one. me on my goals. Yeah. But uh, thank you to everyone that bought a book, <laughs> and uh, I hope you enjoy it. I hope you enjoyed reading it as much as I enjoyed writing it. I like it. the bits. I hate the, when people uh, say that. I like the bits about the uh, breastfeeding. <laughs> if <laughs> if you're unfamiliar with uh, the previous episode of the Broadway Bone Podcast, uh, Chris, uh, some enterprising. Uh, were they Chinese? I think it's an enterprising Chinese uh, company I decided think American, to. American, actually. Oh, American, right? They yeah, took yeah. Uh, Chris's cover for his book, uh, uploaded an e-book. No, it wasn't an e-book. It was an actual version of the book, wasn't it? Actual physical, physical version of the book. They printed up a copy of uh, Chris's book with the same cover, uh, but instead of stuff about Chris's life in Japan, uh, it just had tips about breastfeeding. <laughs> they sold a few <laughs> copies to to some uh, people who were fans of uh, fans of the show, fans of the channel. I got like. Quite a few fakes in America did it because you know we have quite a few uh, listeners and viewers there, and the f- a few people like this is hilarious. I bought the book. You know this is really funny. What is this? This is going to be a limited edition one day. You're like, yeah. And yeah. then I got like one really sad, devastated person. He was like, I've waited a year for this book. And oh. I it. My mum bought it as a present for my birthday, and it arrived. And I opened the book, and all I found were tips. <laughs> On breastfeeding and the ins and outs and the highs and lows of, out of breastfeeding. All the things, out of all the things they could, have, they, they could have put in there, the breastfeeding just really makes me laugh because they could have put like a car manual or yeah. like, I don't know, yeah. a guide to, you know, uh, uh, I don't know, uh, cocktails or something. But they went, for some reason, they just put breastfeeding tips in there. Oh, Why? Lordy. I don't know. It's really weird. You look like a guy who just gnaws out of breastfeed, man. Uh, what, what can I say? <laughs> it's not looking good here. I haven't been doing press-ups recently. But, like, it is really weird. It, it, like, that person, the, the author, it said, like, I brought in Japan, author Todd LB. So, Todd LB, you bastard, yeah. it's your fault. Um, Todd LB, he, he thought, I know what Braun Japan would do. Breastfeeding, <laughs> isn't it? Ridiculous. But I, I, I literally, I do think if you have that copy, Ooh. keep hold of that. Yeah. It's be worth something someday. Yeah. Ten dollars. Yeah, when when the apocalypse good. comes and a, a, you meet a woman on a, a lone traveller on the on, on the road of life, and 
She's finding it hard to express milk. <laughs> oh, my God. Either that or firewood in the post-apocalypse. But yeah. anyway, let's crack on with the uh, story of the week. We've got a story this week from Dennis from Gothenburg, Sweden. Of oh. course, Sweden. Hopefully, I, well, now the podcast is going on YouTube. There's a joke, for those of you who don't know, that uh, on the podcast audio, most of our listeners are from Sweden. Mm. Either they're mostly from Sweden or Swedish people just sem- seem to message a lot more yeah. and tell their stories. They, I don't they, know they've always got is. the best stories as well, and it's usually because Swedish people are, are tall and beautiful. They have tall and beautiful adventures <laughs> in Japan. Wow. Don't they are. <laughs> but now we're on YouTube. Who knows? Will the Swedish demographic keep up? We're going to find out soon enough. But anyway, Dennis from Gothenburg says, Hello, contoured Chris and perplexing Pete. My wife and I spent our month-long honeymoon this year in Japan, mid-June to mid-July, travelling around with unlimited train travel. Uh, rest in peace, affordable Japanese rail pass. <laughs> yes, we'll get onto that later. After we spent a couple of days in Osaka, we went to Kumamoto for a couple of days. Uh, one day we went to Kumamoto Castle to look at the impressive castle. The day was extremely hot. And we'd still not acclimatised to the heat, or for that matter, to the culture and the rules. After walking around the castle for a couple of hours, we decided to go down the road to go to the store and restaurants at the foot of the castle, since we were starting to get tired and my brain was turning into mush from <laughs> exhaustion. We started to walk down the road when suddenly we heard a voice yelling, STOP! in Japanese and English. We looked around and a guard was motioning for us to come closer. It was at this moment we, al- we realised we were walking down in the middle of the road and not on the sidewalk. Fucking hell. What's, what's going on there? Uh, my first thought was that it finally happened. We had our gaijin moment. We made our way over to the guard, embarrassed and bowing profusely, saying sorry and gomenasai. The guard then put his hand into a pocket on his shirt, front pocket, <laughs> and I was certain we were going to be fined or something similar. To our surprise, the guard took out an, <laughs> what the f- an origami throwing star and handed it to me while smiling for me. He also took out an origami crane for my... <laughs> For my wife and gave it to her. For you, he said, and waved us goodbye. As we kept walking down the sidewalk, our dumbfoundedness turned into laughter. We jokingly said we should maybe break the law again and see if we could gain more presence, uh, which we did not. The following weeks were great, good interactions with other people around Japan, but our running with the law was special and something we couldn't stop talking about. We took special care of the origami that now live in our bookcase at our home. Thanks for the podcast, guys. My work to, my commute to and from work is much better when I hear your voices. Kind regards, Dennis from Gothenburg with his origami crane yeah. showing that if you break the rules, you will be rewarded. Right, Pete? And, and this is kind of why uh, I really enjoy doing the podcast because pretty much every week uh, someone has a crazy experience with the law, with uh, a hostelry owner uh, who just goes above and beyond to make people feel special and make f- people feel uh, welcome. That's a lovely thing about Japan that like people do go the extra mile and they do... Um, bloody love handing out um, paper origami throwing stars it seems <laughs> <laughs> it's so ran I just love I'd love to like restage this as a sketch like the terror as the guard like <laughs> reaches into his pocket and is like origami star like, what the fuck why is that that's brilliant while holding his it. gun <laughs> that's great though it just shows you break the rules yeah get rewarded guide exactly. you smash yeah apparently that's it that's your guide you pass <laughs> it reminds me of that time I uh Drove through the toll booth without paying and saved some money. Don't do that. Don't Please do that. Don't break the rules. People do don't get very learn flustered. From but but I think if you are ever going to drive through a toll booth, do it in Japan as a non-Japanese person because they they get so flustered they're never going to stop you. <laughs> no, no, and uh, you know 
Worst case, you get an origami star. Yeah. Exactly. What they call they called the uh, Shuriken, right? The stars, Ooh. the Shuriken, the one where you like ninjas throw them, right? Yeah. Although I imagine if it's made from paper, it might not be quite as potent or as quite powerful as, devastating, as the metal <laughs> metal <laughs> counterpart. But anyway, what's going on yeah. in Japan this week, Pete? Um, well, I guess one thing is we're recording today um, a little bit ahead of schedule. It's August the sixth. That Ooh. is the anniversary of the Hiroshima bombing. Right. And of course. You might, you guys might be familiar with the whole Barbenheimer uh, situation. I say situation for most people in the West. Barbenheimer is a joke just because of the sheer ridiculousness of having a you know Barbie play yeah. against the story of making the atomic bomb. And a lot of people are curious: is Hop, Hop, and Pop? I can't say it's Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer. Little Oppenheimer. It's like a restaurant, isn't it? Oppenheimer. Uh, it's not screening in Japan. Right. We don't know when it's going to come out here. Um, you know, Warner Brothers, they haven't really elaborated on why it's not come out here, but I think to be respectful. Yes. Um, because the film's coming out in the weeks leading up to the anniversary of the Hiroshima bombing. But uh, um, the people in Japan, our netizens in Japan, are not taking it so, well, comedically. And inter- interestingly... Uh, one of my former students from, you know, seven, eight years ago, a really nice girl, uh, she posted on Facebook that she was really angry about Barbenheimer. Right. But what she posted, you know, she, it seemed like she didn't really know. I th- it's, it's one of those things, like, to us it might seem like, why is that offensive? Like, Barbenheimer, it's just ridiculous, isn't it? Barbie and Oppenheimer. Yeah. But then in Japan, what's being played out here, when you see photos or images of this, it's literally, mm. you know, you've got Barbie and Ken and then a mushroom cloud. And that isn't as funny to yes. see something like that, right? Yeah. Anyway, yeah. Take, take us away, Pete. What's, well, what's going on? So um, there's been a bit of a social media storm swirling in Japan after the uh, US social media accounts for the Barbie movie acknowledged the uh, Barbenheimer mashup memes. A lot of people got very upset. Uh, Warner Brothers Japan uh, headed over to its uh, own Japanese language Barbie account on X, the platform previously known as Twitter, um, and, and basically apologised uh, that uh, they were uh, participating in the whole Barbie Oppenheimer kind of memery. Um, obviously, uh, over here, it's very funny, and it's been quite a long-running little kind of meme that, that we're mixing kind of Barbie and Oppenheimer and stuff. But the US social media accounts for uh, for Warner Brothers have to be a bit more um, thoughtful about things, I think, and, and a bit more respectful. So if they get involved, uh, it's seen to, to, to be kind of like uh, diminishing the, the effects of... Uh, of what was a, a devastating um, uh, event in, in, at the end of the uh, Second World War, uh, and if they if they don't, um, they seem like they're not much fun. So they're kind of caught between two um, two two, two, two um, posts, I think, in this. Mm. Quite difficult, mm. isn't it? It is a bit like you know the the atomic bombings are taken very seriously in Japan. It's the aspect of World War Two that's sort of taught the most here, right from my experience what I've witnessed anyway um, and you know anyone that's gone to Hiroshima like myself have you been to Hiroshima you have mm. you Pete yeah know, yeah, yeah, they, yeah I've been to Hiroshima and Nagasaki, Nagasaki. I think the uh, the Peace Park I think it's a very mm. affecting uh, trip uh, I've said it before uh, we, we did turn up and uh, uh, there were two uh, marines that I met uh, one of which I decided to uh, he was drinking like a strong zero at 11 o'clock in the morning <laughs> And uh, he was just guy. Like, he was he was he was coming up with some absolute lines, and I was just like, mate, like have a bit of respect. Like we were mm. right in front of the bank in which the you know obviously the atomic bomb 
uh, was dropped. And uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, Hiroshima is somewhere I really recommend going if you ever yeah. come to Japan. I never forget standing in front of the um, they call it the A bomb dome, the Genbaku Dome, mm. and uh, it's the dome. It used to be a music hall, um, and it, I think it was built in the 1920s. And I thought the it was a bank. bomb went. Oh, interesting. I think it was a, it was some sort of community centre of sorts. Right. But the, the bomb went off directly above it, mm. and the pressure came down, and the concrete sort of structure maintained the concrete brick structure maintained itself because the pressure was coming down from above rather from the side. Yeah. Um, and one of the few things that remained. I, mean, I never forget like standing in front of it and just being in awe of this structure that I'd seen so much over my lifetime in history books and whatnot. It was a really moving thing. But the, the museum itself is uh, yeah. yeah, really moving and, and demands to be viewed. And whatever your stance on the atomic bomb and if it should have been used, if it shouldn't, it's, you know, it's, the most important thing you come away from is, is thinking, let's not use these again. Let's learn yeah. from this and let's learn from the mistakes of war. But I highly recommend going. And, uh, yeah, it, it demands to be visited Hiroshima. It's, uh, it's mm. an incredible city. And also very inspiring, like... Just, just seeing a city survive a bombing like that, 70,000 people wiped out, killed in an instant. And, but you go there and it's a very flourishing city. It's a very successful, mm. very vibrant, wonderful place. And uh, yeah, to, to see it in the history books flattened by the bomb and then go there and walk the streets and see what it's like now rejuvenated and rebuilt. It's a very, it's a very powerful experience. And yeah, um, yeah I, you come away with a lot of hope as well. It's a so, beautiful place. Hiroshima. Check it out. We'll be back in just a moment, guys, with the stories, comments and questions in The Fax Machine. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact? You can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. In our daily lives, we all carry around with us different stresses. They can be big, they can be small, and sometimes we might not even realise that we're carrying them around with us. But if these feelings stay bottled up, they can start to affect us negatively, which is why having a positive outlet for discussion can be such a valuable tool for your well-being. Therapy can be a perfect outlet for your inner stressors. It's a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Sometimes just speaking things out into the open can be such a great release of inner tension, so you can spend less time stressing about the issue and more time figuring out how you can overcome it. 
So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com forward slash Japan today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com forward slash Japan. Wow. And we're back with the fax machine. What have we got this week from our listeners, Mr. Donaldson? We got a message from Sean from Wisconsin. Uh, a longer time listener, uh, says Sean. Uh, hello, Cheesehead Chris and Polka Pete. Cheesehead. God knows. Cheesehead. My question, every time we do these uh, emails, uh, somebody comes up with a new name for each of us. Uh, my question for you both is this. What do you normally do for breakfast? Here in Wisconsin, there's a big brunch culture. To go out late in the morning after a long night of drinking and get some Bloody Marys, mimosas and delicious fried foods. Oh I've not seen or heard much discussion other than morning <laughs> markets. Do you have any uh, places you would recommend, uh, Sean from Wisconsin? I mean, good God. I, I, I mean, I love a Bloody Mary, but a Bloody Mary in the morning to a bit of hair on the dog, I, I, can't, I can't be doing with no. it, to be honest. It's just a little... No. It's, it's just too... It's just like day drinking after night drinking just does not work for me. And I'm a big fan of drinking. I mean, this, this isn't a normal situation, though, Sean, is it? Unless everyone in Wisconsin goes out and gets drunk every night, which maybe they, well, they might well do. I don't yeah. know. Uh, I mean, I usually have like a protein shake for breakfast or something. Oh, protein-y. off to and, the gym. Uh, off to the gym with your protein shake. Lovely. I'm in the gym in four months. Please. It's a disaster, <laughs> mate. But uh, no, I, I just have a protein shake and... It's pretty, it's pretty bad. I, I don't have a routine. Although it could be worse. If I was in the UK, it would be like a fry-up every morning. Or sometimes, yeah. actually, Charlotte makes like an avocado egg thing. And avocado yeah, it's, it's on top with chilli flakes and a bit of, uh, bit of Tabasco. Yeah. Lovely yeah. old job. I would say Charlotte's with that. Marmite and avocado is very nice, actually. If, oh, you're, no, if okay. you're outside of the UK or uh, Australia... Oh. Uh, try and get all of some. Uh, they, they do this new version of uh, of marmite. It has um, truffle flavour in it, like truffle oh my oil God. In, in marmite, and it really works. My partner hates it, but uh, yeah, I think it's delicious. I mean, I last thing the last time I had marmite was when I poisoned my Japanese friends in Yamagata, <laughs> back like seven, eight years ago, and uh, let's do a rerun with the truffle version. Maybe they'll like yeah. it with the truffles in. But marmite plus truffles equals no. I don't yeah. imagine that's good, Pete. Honestly, I, I like the um, uh, I like the Natsuki breakfast, which is just five cigarettes and a cup of coffee. My co- what was it? He said Natsuki. My my breakfast: coffee, cigarette, and two cigarettes. It was like brilliant. <laughs> and when he climbed Mount Fiji. He, I think he had the same thing. He had, he did have his his coffee and his two coffee cigarettes. And two so. cigarettes, nice. And I saw him through. Yeah, <laughs> I saw him through. Uh, you got a question from Danielle. He says, "Evening carrier bag, Chris and pickpocket Pete in the UK. We all have to pay for carrier bags. This is the same in Japan, or are they too polite to ask you to pay for one? In the UK at the moment, it's thirty pence for a bag. Would you suggest if I come to Japan that I bring a bag for life, or do they generally have no issue with the bag tax? Thank you, Danielle. <laughs> I." <laughs> I, uh, you could bring a bag for life. It'd be weird packing a bag for life on a trip to Japan, wouldn't it? Would you yeah, do I that, think it'd, I think it'd be adorable to just, instead of taking a bag or some suitcases, just two big Sano's orange bag for life. <laughs> to be fair, I did bully my cameraman Paul the other day. We were on a shoot on an island, and, uh, we walked up to a supermarket, and one of our friends we were with was like, has anybody got a bag for life? And I was like, who the bloody hell is a bag for life? And Paul went, oh, I've got one here. And pulled it out of his camera rucksack. And I was like, oh, my God, Paul. But fair play to him. It was very useful. Yeah. Um, you do have to pay for bags, but it's like five, 
yen, five right. yen, which is like basically free. So, right. yeah. But let's save the planet. We've got one last question from uh, Una Mandler, who says, Hello, Chris and Pete. Sorry I'm not good with the alliterations, <laughs> like everyone well, else. Good. He sends in questions. My question for both, of, uh, for both Chris and Pete is, everyone knows about Shibuya Scramble Crossing and Golden Guy. What are your personal, secret, must-see places for someone who's about to spend a year, and hopefully more, in and around Tokyo? Kind regards, soon to be in Tokyo, Una Mandler. Um, I'll toss my hat in a ring and say... Shimakitazawa. I find um, uh, since moving to Tokyo, I spend a fair bit of time in Shimokitazawa. It's kind of this trendy area. It's a little bit west of uh, Shibuya. Yes. Lots of shops and boutique places. It's kind of a cool place to chill. And I'd never been, I'd only been there once, like seven, eight years ago. Um, as a tourist, it's not as a tourist, it's not worth going. But if you live in Tokyo, it's a cool place to spend time. Lots of mm. cool, like coffee shops, hidden restaurants. Um, I found a bar that actually looks a lot like this set. Um, maybe the set designers stole the design. Uh, there's also like a Yoda. Is it a Yoda bar or a Star Wars bar? Oh, yeah. It's just a man with loads of Star Wars paraphernalia Star Wars and Yoda. <laughs> it's kind of cool. I just, what about I, you, Pete? I, I, I'm, to be honest, it's it's really weird. Like, I was literally just um, on my phone there trying to remember uh, the place that you said. <laughs> I was like, well, I, I, that love. it's got like a lovely little kind of like trendy... Uh, secondhand uh, clothing uh, kind of vibe to it. There's like loads of mm, little shops. Mm. There's there's a um, there's a great little uh, store that sells uh, sort of old football tops. And like if you're used to buying like retro football soccer tops in uh, in the UK or the US or wherever you, wherever you may uh, reside, um, if you go to Japan, people look after their mm. stuff so nicely. <clears throat> You're in a situation where when you buy these football tops, and, and you know, it, it won't be like just J-League tops, but they'll have like stuff from like Serie A from like the 90s and stuff, like proper decent retro tops, uh, but they're all in excellent condition. And they're pretty affordable. Like J-League tops um, in particular are very expensive when you buy them on eBay or online on these kind of like retro uh, soccer shops. But the ones they've got in uh, Shimokitazawa, uh, is mm. they're really, really nice. Uh, really, really affordable, uh, and I spent a good afternoon uh, there last time I was there, and I, I will return shortly. I'm sensing a money-making scheme. This is the yeah. when you come over here, just get a big suitcase, Import, stuff export. them all in, bag for life, flog them back in the UK. <laughs> bag bag, life, yeah, bro. bring the bag for life, get stuff them in. Life. Genius yeah. move. Keep the stories, questions, <laughs> comments coming in to Abroad in Japan uh, podcast at gmail dot com. That's how you guys can submit your questions and stories. Mm-hmm. For all of the podcast, we should probably make it a little bit more simple now. We've come a long way. 400 episodes. We should probably just be like, podcast at abroad. Podcast at gmail.com. Like <laughs> yeah. <sort of. laughs> That's not going to make, make the audio listeners feel very special. Now no, we're on the not. telly. We're, we're, we've we're given you now. a new cool email address. I'm not having this. People have been listening for five years. Email Chris it's- and have a go at him. Well, the Abroad Japan podcast at Gmail address, it's like the great filter, right? It gets rid yeah. of all the spam and all, because it takes effort. It's like, oh, fucking hell. And some people mess up the letters and they're not yeah. worthy of, of sending Not worthy of your so attention. You got, it's like a little Indiana Jones quest. Type in the very long, cumbersome email, you get your questions answered. But we'll be back later in the week, guys, for now. Thanks for joining us on our first ever YouTube Woo! podcast. This is going to be happening. Two episodes every week here on YouTube. And continuing, as we always did, over on iTunes, on Spotify and everything else, Acast. Um, but, guys, thanks for joining us. I'm going to finish off this coffee and run off, but uh, we'll see you later in the week. For now, have a good one. We'll see you right back here, all over again, on the Born Japan podcast. Bye for now. Bye.
Abroad in Japan is a Stack production and part of the Acast Creator Network. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 